Hey, everybody, on today's Locked on Bama, we got lots to talk about. Like, uh, why do I look like this? Why am I sitting on the floor of a condo in Orange Beach? We'll discuss that and a lot of other things that more Alabama-related as we get into Locked on Bama. Thank you again for making us the first place you listen when it comes to Alabama podcast. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Please carry on your good work, and uh, let's get started with the program. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein is him. Jimmy, how are you today? Just enjoying that Locked On music. Top, top, uh, top 10 hit in 30 countries. You know, you can beat an egg, you can beat a bush, you can beat Auburn when you're down seven with 97 yards to go and about a minute left, but you can't Proven. beat that intro. No, you cannot. No, no, it's it's fantastic. And uh, who knew you could play the horn like that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if we had like a behind the scenes thing and it really was me on that horn? Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. You don't, and I, well, I'm, that tells you about how much we know about music that neither one, we're just calling it a horn. We have Is no there idea. a horn? I think there's a horn. Maybe and I don't Google. even, there's probably types of horns and I can name like three and there's probably, you know, 20. So like a clarinet. Doesn't Kenny G play the saxophone? Does he play the sex? It doesn't matter. Um, all right, we get off on the topic. Look, it's Memorial Weekend. I'm sitting here. I just literally came in from a rainstorm from the beach, and um, right. Jimmy just got done with brunch because that's what incredibly rich people do is have brunch. And um, so we decided let's go ahead and uh, do our podcast day. Jimmy, let's go ahead and start with um, Alabama baseball. Look, they started out house of fire. I mean, two big wins. Over Arkansas and over Florida, wasn't it? When is over Florida? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, then Arkansas. Florida. And then they played Florida, you know, and they're, they're just, I mean, Florida and Bama are back and forth, back and forth. And um, then they just, they crumble in the late innings. They do the right. same thing again against Texas A&M. They just crumble in the late innings. I attribute that to depth. But I'm not going to pretend like I know as much about baseball as the rest of y'all, but it sure seems like that's what it's all about. Yeah. In the end, though, I, I feel like they've probably done enough to get in. Um, but and, and I have no problem saying I don't think it's right for a team with Alabama's resume to be playing for a national championship. But I do think it's right if we're going to have 64 teams, I think Alabama should be in the field. I, I would not have 64 teams in the field. That's just me. But if we're going to have 64 teams, I think Alabama should be in. What say you, Jimmy? Uh, I say no, not in. Now, that, that is not to say that I understand or know the resumes of all the other teams. I don't. I just, hey, I'm just giving a lot of credit here to Kendall Rogers, who's sort of the uh, Jay Billis of college baseball. Uh, Kendall knows the sport extremely well. I enjoy following him on Twitter and reading his, his work. He thinks Alabama is the third team out as of this morning. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm certainly not going to disagree with Kendall Though I'm, I'm sure he doesn't bat a thousand, you know, when it comes to naming the field, just like Lenardi and Palm don't bat a thousand when it comes to the basketball tournament, but they're pretty, they're pretty good. And uh, Kendall Rogers sort of the same, does the same thing with baseball. Look, we, you know, we ended up, I know everyone's going to focus on the loss to Florida. And if we had won one more, and I agree, I think they're going to one game short, 
but the game short wasn't losing to uh, a great Florida team in Hoover or even an even better Texas A&M team in Hoover. The problem was the midweek losses during the season to shit teams. And, and, and I, I don't mean that insulting. I mean shit teams compared to all the advantages Alabama does have. And here's my, my complaint. And trust me, I could rant 30 minutes on this. The baseball team has a legitimate excuse as to why they're not nationally elite and why they don't win the SEC. We all know it's an, a really uneven playing field when it comes to scholarship numbers. Alabama has 11.7. There are teams in the SEC uh, that uh, use other methods to put baseball players on scholarship that Alabama's unable to. The end result is Vanderbilt has about 20 to 25 guys that are fully scholarship. Alabama has half that. LSU has over 20. Uh, the Florida schools have a lot because they have an education lottery. Look, that 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 obstacle is a legitimate reason that everyone who really bitches about Alabama baseball should shut up. I mean, because it, it's literally for imagine the football team playing with 40 guys while everybody else in the SEC has 80. Now, that probably wouldn't stop us from bitching either, frankly, but it would be a reason why you're 0-8 in the league every single season and you would be now. That all said, we're not in making the tournament because we lost midweek games to Samford, uh, to, to the Birmingham schools, to, 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 to competition that does not have the facilities and the history and the tradition or the conference backing that Alabama's got. And those midweek losses are terrible, and that's why they're not – the, the strength of schedule is third. So they did play a really tough schedule, but they have bad losses. And uh, that's why they're not getting in. And those losses have nothing to do with the scholarship limitations. So there's all that. There's Connor Prelip, which is a whole nother issue, which is fascinating, but also uh, I think really is the poster child for what's, for what's going wrong for Alabama baseball over a decade. I mean, Connor Prelip is the best baseball player that's been at Alabama in over a decade, maybe 20 years. And, and because of injury and COVID, and the timing of everything, Connor Prelip pitched, and I think something like 12 games in three years, and he's going to be a first-round pick uh, next month. And, and it's just so Alabama baseball. It's so on brand that the best player we've had in 20 years pitches in about 12 games before he's a multimillionaire first-round pick. Um, and, and, and that's just bad luck. It's bad luck. And for those – and I've read some uh, people criticizing Connor who's now healthy for not pitching for Alabama down the stretch. Good Lord. I, well, I know this. I can tell who has an 18-year-old child that's about to be a multimillionaire and who doesn't. If I was Connor Prelip's parents, I wouldn't let him anywhere near a field of competition right now. He just got healthy a month ago. Yes, he's cleared to throw bullpens. That's not playing in a game. That's not fielding your position. That's not the adrenaline of pitching in a real game. What about if he had to make a throw home? Every time he throws a baseball for right now in competition, he's risking millions of dollars. He'll never get back if, if, it, if he tears up his arm again. So, hey, that's parents understandably protecting their kid. Now, if he was healthy since, since uh, March, since February, different story. He, he's been healthy for about three weeks. And 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 no, I wouldn't let no way I'd let my child pitch, not even for Alabama. No, I agree with you. And uh here's the other side. You mentioned, you know, can you imagine how much bitching we do if it was 40 scholarships for us and 80 for everybody else? 
first of all, I'd never get there because if this were happening in football, we would have an education lottery. You can bet your sweet <laughs> bottom dollar on that. That if, That's if, so true. If, if so true. football were affected, we would have an education lottery. The, the thing is, is baseball that's affected, so it's not that big of a deal. And people who are big baseball fans can can gripe and moan. That's the way it is. We don't really care. We pre- all pretend that we're really worried about, you know, Alabama baseball, throw in Auburn baseball. But, I mean, I, I've been doing sports shows for like 15 years, and they take up 1% of our time throughout the year if that, maybe half a percent of our time throughout the year. We just don't talk about them very much because they don't move any meters. And so, therefore, what the hell are we doing talking about them? That would be what I would ask if I was listening. But I think we are I think we are just going to throw that out there. Now, I'm also going to go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online can you be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Also, college futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, that's where the game starts. Jimmy, SEC Media Day. It's not SEC Media Days, it's SEC um, uh, meetings. Spring meetings? Is that what it's called? I think, I think they call them, I don't know if they call them spring meetings. I, I guess they do. Is it the okay. spring? I guess it's still the spring. I guess summer doesn't start till June 21st, technically. This is the first year I felt like summer hadn't already started. I mean, it hadn't been in the 90s yet. I mean, I guess it may have been like a, in the 90s, technically. But like I'm, I've been at Orange Beach for the last three days, and the high has been about 84. So yeah. I, can, I can live with that, dude. I can take that, right. even if it's high humidity. But anyway, um, so let's pretend like calling the spring meetings. Uh, we know that there's going to be a media circus around Jimbo and Nick. Uh, if you want to make a prediction about how that's going to be handled between the two of them, I'm interested to hear it. Like, will Nick actually go up to him and have his hand extended like Nate Oates and then Jimbo's nowhere to be found? Yeah. Um, now, the other thing I want to know is, what what do you think is going to be the biggest topic of conversation? Is it going to be – are we going to have an answer on this future scheduling that everybody's talking about? You and I have broached the topic. Uh, I still believe the, the best three for Alabama and the and the most fair and the, the thing that makes the most sense is Auburn, Tennessee, and Mississippi State. I think that makes the most sense. There are some people that want to put LSU in there rather than Mississippi State. Okay, but I think you have the two – uh, closest logistically teams in the SEC, and I think they should play each other in Alabama and Mississippi State. And they have more of a tradition of playing each other than Alabama and LSU. And frankly, LSU has fared just about, not just a little bit better than, than Mississippi State over these last several years. So let's not go nuts. But, um, you know, what, what do you think about that? And uh, just anything else you'll think will come to these meetings? Yeah, uh, the Jimbo Nick thing is, I think, what the media is going to focus on a lot because it's probably the most interesting story that will move move the needle and get people excited uh, in, in terms of what's going to happen. Probably nothing. Uh, if anything happens, I would predict that Jimbo Fisher puts on another show again for the media. And honestly, uh, I hate to be, I, I'm never, I, I wouldn't even call this conspiracy oriented, but this is sort of how I feel about it. If there is a Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban in the same room thing and the media is present, Jimbo is either going to make a show of ignoring Nick or he's going to make a show of yelling at him. 
you know, uh, I, I, I think if the media is present, it's that. And in a closed room with zero media present, I think they shake hands and talk it out and, and, and make sure there's not a real private problem between the two of them. That's that's what I think would happen there. And with the scheduling, uh, totally with Luke here, I'm for nine games. I'm for three, three uh, regular every season opponents and six rotating. So you're constantly playing a new schedule all the time. And I think the three for Alabama should be uh, Auburn, Tennessee, and Mississippi State. Uh, I don't believe it should be LSU. I'll just make this point. Uh, I think the fans out there, that Alabama fans that want it, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, and want it as hard as possible playing those nine games are probably the same fans that every time we give up a first down, they want to fire the entire coaching staff, cut all 85 kids from scholarships and burn the place down. Uh, why, why is that the same people? I just feel that it is the play the toughest schedule, but you better win all those games by six touchdowns or I'm going to be hashtag mad online, you know, but well, not don't, only don't that. schedule, don't schedule yourself out of the playoffs when you don't have to. That's, that's just dumb. And when the big 10 complains about Alabama's schedule or, or anybody's schedule, which A is just stupid because year in, year out, Alabama's strength of schedule is like, if not number one, near it. Uh, so we should never apologize for our schedule. But when they do, just point out, what is Alabama doing that's even remotely against the rules? And you follow the rules and try to win a championship, right? And if the rules say you can play three FCS teams, we probably should. No, I agree. Um... And, and the other thing that people need to remember, Nick Saban ain't going to be coaching forever. I mean, I, we say this all the time. And so when you have a, a threesome of LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn, a Tennessee team that's on the ascension, it looks like. It, it, it's looked like it's on the ascension before, but I feel like this time for real. Um, and LSU is not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, Auburn is Auburn. is Auburn. So when without Nick Saban coaching this crowd, it's going to be a little different. So, yeah, I'd much rather have Mississippi State. I mean, it is a little bit easier. And it does make sense, too. It's not just me making up a rule to have Vandy. I think Tennessee should have Vandy as a permanent opponent. I don't like it, right. but I do think that's the way it should be if we're going to have Vandy in the conference. I've got to play some freaking body. Um, Jimmy, we're going to go ahead and take a break right here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and talk about maybe the humbling of college football for a minute. All right, so do you think we'll have answers on the schedule after these meetings or not? That's You didn't answer that. I'm going to go no, no, but uh, more headway, more headway. We'll be close. They'll be close. All right. Um, this kind of really – I'm a college football guy just like everybody probably listening to this. I enjoy the NFL, but I enjoy the NFL a lot more now because, number one, I play fantasy football, and, number two, because Alabama has so many more dudes in the NFL that aren't offensive linemen. There used to be a time when we would only have, like, offensive linemen in the NFL, and it made it less fun to watch. We had no quarterbacks, no running backs. Um, well, how about this from ESPN? Uh, I'm gonna, I've got a, I thought I had it pulled up, and I don't. The Sugar Bowl. Uh, has been moved off its usual primetime spot to noon Eastern on December 31st. The Sugar Bowl's at noon Eastern, New Year's Eve, to avoid a conflict with a Monday night regular season game between Buffalo and Cincinnati. And if that is not humbling, wow. because yeah. 
Is that a uh that's 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 not a semifinal, is it? No, it is not a semifinal. The semifinals this year are the Peach and the um what the the one in Arizona, the whatever the heck Fiesta. Uh, Fiesta. So um but it doesn't matter to me. I mean yep. Sugar Bowl is seven o'clock New Year's night. I mean, that's just what it is. The last time it was uh let me see, they said the last the last time it did this, uh, it was like Texas and Virginia Tech. Uh, last time Sugar Bowl was played before January 1 was 1995 when it was a December 31st game between Virginia Tech and Texas. The Orange Bowl will be played the night of December 30th. Cotton Bowl will be played January 2nd. But, um, man, you know, and, and so I guess all the playoff games, or both of them, not all of them, will be played on December 31st. And the Sugar Bowl will be the the first game, not not as a playoff, just as a lead in. And um, so yeah, so there will so there will be a playoff game going up against an NFL regular season game. No, oh, I'm I'm confused. I am too. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me look up uh, CFP schedule real quick. But I, what I'm saying is, you know, we all love college football so much. And it, it means a lot to us and all these things. But, you know, it, it is. It, does it not humble us that yeah. that the NFL, um, the NFL eats us up? I, I forget what stat I saw very recently, Luke, that just is just unbelievable. But I, I, I think I'm butchering the stat. I'm a little off, but I'm not way off. So somebody that hears this stat and goes, there's no way that's right. I'm admitting it may not be right, but I'm just off if, if I'm off. And that is. In 2022, of the 50 most watched programs on American television, of the 50 most all year long, 46 of them were NFL football games. Yeah, something like that. Of the 50 most watched events on TV, 50 most watched shows, movies, TV shows, episodes of anything, 46 of the top 50 watched NFL games. And one of the other four was like Biden's inauguration or something, like something obvious. But uh, it, but it, it was crazy. And there was okay. like no college football on that list. Okay, I do have it figured out now. It did throw me for a loop just like it threw you for a loop. College football playoff, they're all on Saturday night on, on New Year's Eve. Okay, that I, I can live with it, but I hate that. Here's the problem. January 1 is on a Sunday this year. Uh-huh. So, um. January one being on a Sunday means that the NFL is still going to do its thing. The NFL, but I mean, for all the people and the NFL does love the fact that the, the college system is sort of like this free farm system for them. There's no doubt they love yeah. that, but they're not going to move their games off Sunday. They don't do shit for college football. No, they're not moving their games off Sunday. It will be a new year's day in America with no college football. Uh, it'll just be an NFL replacement that, and, and that's exactly, it's a great point. And, and it's the point I think you were trying to make. That sucks. It sucks for us. But I think the majority of, oh my, oh my God. Jimmy just hocked up brunch. Brunch. <laughs> oh. But uh, anyway, but no, it's, it's, it sucks for us as college football traditionalists. I mean, we just keep tweaking with this game so much. And, and sometimes it's not, it's out of college football's hands, right? I mean, the, why has this never? Has this ever been an issue before? And I'm just missing it. Obviously, uh, New Year, no, you know why? 
you know why? I figured it out. I just now have figured it out. It's the freaking 17th game in the NFL. The NFL week is now extended into January 1st being the regular season. I think the regular season ended prior to that weekend. I remember watching an NFL playoff game uh, the day before we played LSU for the national championship. So yeah. uh, it was that Pittsburgh-Denver yeah. game. I remember why the, the Tebow, the, the Denver game that Tebow won for Denver in the playoffs. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was like the day before we played LSU in uh, in the Superdome in, in 2011. So, yeah, it's that stupid extra game, another NFL cash grab that I detest. Now, at the same time I detest it, do I watch it? Oh, hell yeah, because it's the NFL. I'm like anybody else. I mean, I love the NFL. I'm going to watch it if it's on. But it's such a Godzilla. It just stomps everything around it, including college football. And it's a real shame for those of us who love college football more than they love the NFL. But it's also a reality, and thank goodness for me, uh, the NFL is my second favorite sport <laughs> that's out there. So I can live with it if uh, college football is getting pushed off the air or replaced by NFL football. I can live with that. But you're right. Uh, there are some traditions in college football that are so awesome, and, and you hate to not see them upheld simply because the NFL's like, sorry, we own Sunday. We own a day of the week, like they said right. in that, uh, that uh, Will Smith movie about the concussions. Uh, that was it's a real great good movie, by the way, when when Will Smith, this this this, uh, this uh, African born doctor was about to take on the NFL over concussions and his people were warning him and they're like, you have no idea how powerful the NFL is. They own a day of the week. Well, well Jimmy, and that's Jimmy, so even great. talk about more how, how powerful it is. There was a movie about how dangerous these concussions were and it's literally stopped nothing. <laughs> the movie was making a point about how powerful they were. And instead of everybody going, oh my, oh my God, everybody was like, yeah, they're powerful. Now let's, when's the game on? Um, which by the way, I'm going to say this too. I, I hate it for anybody who's dealt with concussions or, or any kind of serious injury from football, but you know, I, I mean, I've said this a gazillion times and maybe it's easy for me to say, cause I'm, I'm right up against 50 and, uh, you know, I'm looking back on my life with, with full of regret, <laughs> but no, um, but it's easy for me to say that I've never been hurt or concussed or whatever that I know of. Uh, but I, if you told me at age 18. Okay, Luke, you you have the you know the ability of a Julio Jones. You are Julio Jones. But if you play football now, you're going to, you know, your fingers are going to be a little bit dicey when you grow older. There's going to be a better chance you die 5 years earlier than the average human being. You you could have some concussions. You might forget who some of your family members are from time to time whatever. Not making light of the situation, these things happen. I would say, yeah, I would do that for generational wealth. And for just the because I love the game, I would. There's some people who wouldn't. I get it. I, I totally understand. I'm just saying that, again, that's how powerful football is, the allure of it all. And not only just the money. I think you have to love the game or the money doesn't come. I mean, I don't think we know anybody who's played football for 15 years and just, just like, I'm just doing this to cash a check. You, you'll never make it. you got to have some passion. So, anyway, I mean, some people may think I'm nuts about that, but I, I just believe – it's worth sometimes, you know, it's worth the risk because you you change your, your whole family tree, you change everything. And 
you know, you get to play a sport you love and yeah, you might get hurt, but I mean, shoot, I was just out there playing volleyball with my daughter and about spraying my ankle on the beach. So, you know, and I'll, nobody's paying me to do that at all. In fact, people would probably pay me to stop. I was looking like some kind of wounded stork. Um, but Jimmy, okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for today. And, and I just looked it up too. The NFL actually goes, they, there's 18 weeks now. Okay. Yeah, well, 17th game is. Yeah. 18th. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but, um, the, the I was wondering, I was like, oh, my God, they actually play on that Sunday before the national championship game in SoFi Stadium. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are the Rams going to have a game then? I just looked up. The Rams are actually at uh, Seattle. But uh, that would have been actually kind of fun to go to a Rams game. Chargers play there too, don't they? Do they play at SoFi? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. Well, let me look and see if the Chargers are playing there. Uh, no, the L.A. Chargers are at Denver. So, your SOL on both those. That makes sense. I mean, they they at least got to brush the seats off, right? <laughs> Even though college football is a second-class citizen to them, they at least got to, like, make an effort. Uh, I think the Saints played uh, really close to that same Alabama-LSU game I'm talking about. I believe it was Alabama-LSU. And I think the Saints played a home playoff game I think uh, within a day or two of, uh, of Alabama playing LSU because uh, I rode on a trolley, which we don't normally do. Uh, down there, but I remember riding on a trolley that was just jam-packed full of Saints fans and their Saints jerseys. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a, a, a vague recollection of this. Well, the Peach uh, after the Peach Bowl, Atlanta's got a home game the very next day. Wow. The, the next day? Yeah. The Falcons. Hmm. Falcons do, yeah. Well, the good the news is nobody will be there. <laughs> the, yeah, the Falcon season could be canceled due to lack of interest. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? Thanks, hey, that could be Bryce Young's Falcons. I've already uh, called it once on Twitter. That oh, Bryce that is Young true. A, that Bryce Young will be a Falcon. You watch me become a Falcons fan when that happens. All well, right, buddy. Roll time. Roll time.